Sermon 12, Part 2, Commentary on the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 12-25 through 25 by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 4.16. And he came to Nazareth, and entered into the synagogue. Since, therefore, it was now necessary that he should manifest himself to the Israelites, and that the mystery of his incarnation should now shine forth to those who knew him not and inasmuch as he was now anointed of god the father for the salvation of the world he very wisely orders this also that is to say that his fame should now spread abroad and this favour he grants first to the people of nazareth because humanly speaking he had been brought up among them having entered therefore the synagogue he takes the book to read and having opened it selected a passage in the prophets which declares the mystery concerning him and by these words he most plainly himself tells us by the voice of the prophet that he both would be made man and come to save the world for we affirm that the son was anointed in no other way than by having become according to the flesh such as we are and taken our nature for being at once god and man he both gives the spirit to the creation in his divine nature and receives it from god the father in his human nature while it is he who sanctifies the whole creation both as having shown forth from the Holy Father, and as bestowing the Spirit, which he himself pours forth, both upon the powers above as that which is his own, and upon those, moreover, who recognized his appearing. 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, therefore he hath anointed me. He hath sent me to preach the gospel to the poor he plainly shows by these words that he took upon him the humiliation and submission to the emptying of his glory and both the very name of christ and the reality for our sakes for the spirit he says which by nature is in me by the sameness of our substance and deity also descended upon me from without and so also in the jordan it came upon me in the form of a dove not because it was not in me but for the reason for which he anointed me and what was the reason for which he chose to be anointed it was our being destitute of the spirit by that denunciation of old my spirit shall not abide in these men because they are flesh these words the incarnate word of god speaks for being very god of very god the father and having become for our sakes man without undergoing change with us he is anointed with the oil of gladness the spirit having descended upon him at the jordan in the form of a dove for in old time both kings and priests were anointed symbolically gaining thereby a certain measure of sanctification but he who for our sakes became incarnate was anointed with the spiritual oil of sanctification 
and the actual descent of the spirit receiving it not for himself but for us for inasmuch as the spirit had taken its flight and not made his abode in us because of our being flesh the earth was full of grief being deprived of the participation of god and he proclaimed also deliverance to captives which also he accomplished by having bound the strong one satan who in tyrant fashion lorded it over our race and having torn away from him us his goods as the words he anointed me befit the manhood for it is not the divine nature which is anointed but that which is akin to us so also the words he sent me are to be referred to that which is human those also whose heart was of old obscured by the darkness of the devil he has illuminated by rising as some son of righteousness and making them the children no longer of night and darkness but of light and day according to paul's word and those who were blind for the apostate had blinded their hearts have recovered their sight and acknowledged the truth and as isaiah says their darkness has become light that is the ignorant have become wise those that once were in error have known the paths of righteousness and the father also says somewhere unto the son himself i have given thee for a covenant of kindred for a light of the gentiles to open the eyes of the blind to bring out the prisoners from their bonds and from the guard-house those that sit in darkness for the only begotten came into this world and gave a new covenant to his kindred the israelites of whom he was sprung according to the flesh even the covenant long before announced by the voice of the prophets but the divine and heavenly light shone also upon the gentiles and he went and preached to the spirits in hades and showed himself to those who were shut up in the guard-house and freed all from their bonds and violence and how do not these things plainly prove that christ is both god and of god by nature and what means the sending away the broken in freedom it is the letting those go free whom satan had broken by the rod of spiritual violence and what means the preaching the acceptable year of the lord it signifies the joyful tidings of his own advent that the time of the lord even the sun had arrived for that was the acceptable year in which christ was crucified in our behalf because we then were made acceptable unto god the father as the fruit borne by him wherefore he said when i am lifted up from the earth i shall draw all men unto myself and verily he returned to life the third day having trampled upon the power of death after which he said to his disciples all power has been given me etc that too is in every respect an acceptable year in which being received into his family we were admitted unto him having washed away sin by holy baptism and been made partakers of his divine nature by the communion of the holy ghost 
that too is an acceptable year in which he manifested his glory by ineffable miracles for with joy have we accepted the season of his salvation which also the very wise paul referred to saying behold now is the acceptable time behold now is the day of salvation the day when the poor who erewhile were sick by the absence of every blessing having no hope and being without god in the world such as were the gentiles were made rich by faith in him gaining the divine and heavenly treasure of the gospel message of salvation by which they have been made partakers of the kingdom of heaven co-partners with the saints and heirs of blessings such as neither the mind can conceive nor language tell for i it saith hath not seen and ear hath not heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things that god hath prepared for them that love him though it may also be true that the text here speaks of the abundant supply of graces bestowed by christ upon the poor in spirit but by the bruised in heart he means those who have a weak and yielding mind unable to resist the attacks of their passions and so carried along by them as to seem to be captives to these he promises both healing and forgiveness and to those who are blind he gives the recovering of sight for those who serve the creature instead of the creator and say to the wood thou art my father and to the stone thou hast begotten me without recognizing him who is by nature and in truth god how can they be aught else than blind seeing they have a heart devoid of the light that is divine and spiritual and on these the father bestows the light of the true knowledge of god for they are called through faith and acknowledge him or rather are acknowledged of him and whereas they were children of night and darkness they have been made children of light for the day has shone upon them and the sun of righteousness has arisen and the bright morning star has dawned there is no objection however to any one's referring all these declarations to the israelites for they were poor and crushed in heart and so to speak prisoners and in darkness for there was not upon earth that was doing good not even one but all had turned aside together they had become unprofitable but christ came preaching to the israelites before all others the glories of his advent and like to their maladies were those of the gentiles but they have been redeemed by him having been enriched with his wisdom and endowed with understanding and no longer is their mind weak and broken but healthy and strong and ready to receive and practice every good and saving work for in their error they have need of wisdom and understanding who in their great folly worship the creature instead of the creator and inscribed stocks and stones with the name of gods but those who long ago lived in gloom and darkness because they knew not christ now acknowledge him as their god 
these words having been read to the assembled people he drew upon himself the eyes of all wondering perhaps how he knew letters who had not learnt for it was the want of the israelites to say that the prophecies concerning christ were fulfilled either in the persons of some of their more glorious kings or at all events in the holy prophets for not correctly understanding what was written of him they missed the true direction and travelled on another path but that they might not again thus misinterpret the present prophecy he carefully guards against error by saying this day is this prophecy fulfilled in your ears expressly setting himself before them in these words as the person spoken of in the prophecy for it was he who preached the kingdom of heaven to the heathen who were poor having nothing neither god nor law nor prophets or rather he preached it unto all who were destitute of spiritual riches the captives he set free having overthrown the apostate tyrant satan and himself shed the divine and spiritual light on those whose heart was darkened for which reason he said i am come a light into this world it was he who unbound the chains of sin from those whose heart was crushed thereby who clearly showed that there is a life to come and denounced the just judgment finally it was he who preached the acceptable year of the lord even that in which the saviour's proclamation was made for by the acceptable year i think is meant his first coming and by the day of restitution the day of judgment four eleven and all bear him witness and wondered for not understanding him who had been anointed and sent and who was the author of works so wonderful they return to their usual ways and talk foolishly and vainly concerning him for although they had wondered at the words of grace that proceeded out of his mouth yet their wish was to treat them as valueless for they said is not this the son of joseph but what does this diminish from the glory of the worker of the miracles what prevents him from being both to be venerated and admired even had he been as was supposed the son of joseph seest thou not the miracles satan fallen the herds of devils vanquished multitudes set free from various kinds of maladies thou praisest the grace that was present in his teachings and then dost thou in jewish fashion think lightly of him because he accounted joseph for his father o great senselessness true is it to say of them lo a people foolish and without understanding they have eyes and see not ears and hear not four twenty three ye will altogether say unto me this parable this was a common saying among the jews and had its origin in a witticism for when physicians were themselves ill men would say physician heal thyself christ therefore setting before them as it were this proverb said unto them 
ye wish for many signs to be wrought by me among you especially in whose country i was brought up but i know the common feeling to which all men are liable for always somehow or other even the choicest things are despised when there is no scarcity of them and people have them in abundance and so too is the case with men for his acquaintance will oftentimes refuse one with whom they are familiar and who is constantly among them even the honour which is due he rebuked them therefore for asking so foolishly is not this the son of joseph and still keeping to the object of his teaching says verily verily i say unto you that no prophet is acceptable in his country four twenty five there were many widows in the days of elias for since as i have mentioned certain of the jews affirmed that the prophecies relating to christ had been accomplished either in the holy prophets or in certain of their own more distinguished men he for their good draws them away from such a supposition by saying that elias had been sent to a single widow and that the prophet elisevs had healed but one leper naaman the syrian by these signifying the church of the heathen who were about to accept him and be healed of their leprosy by reason of israel remaining impenitent four twenty eight and all in the synagogue were filled with anger they then were inflamed with anger because he had branded their wicked thought and also he had said to-day is this scripture fulfilled namely that the spirit of the lord is upon me for they considered that he made himself equal to the prophets moreover they cast him out of their city decreeing thereby their own condemnation and confirming what the saviour had said for they themselves were banished from the city that is above for not having received christ and that he might not convict them of impiety in words merely he permitted their audacity against himself to proceed even unto deeds for their violence was unreasonable and their envy untamed leading him therefore to the brow of the hill they endeavoured to throw him from the crags but he went through the midst of them without taking any notice so to say of their attempt not as refusing to suffer for for this reason he had even come but as awaiting a suitable time for it was now the commencement of his preaching and it would have been unseasonable to have suffered before he had proclaimed the word of truth for it depended on him to suffer or not to suffer for he is lord of times as well as of things and this is a proof that when he suffered he suffered voluntarily and that neither then could he have suffered had he not yielded himself thereto four thirty one and he went down to capernaum a city of galilee those whom argument cannot bring to the sure knowledge of him who by nature and in truth is god and lord may perhaps be won by miracles unto a docile obedience and therefore usefully or rather necessarily 
he oftentimes completes his lessons by proceeding to the performance of some mighty work for the inhabitants of judea were unready to believe and slighted the words of those who called them to salvation and especially the people of capernaum had this character for which reason the saviour reproved them saying and thou capernaum that art exalted unto heaven shalt be brought down unto hell but although he knows them to be both disobedient and hard of heart nevertheless he visits them as a most excellent physician would those who were suffering under a very dangerous disease and endeavours to rid them of their malady for he says himself that those who are in health have no need of a physician but those who are sick he taught therefore in their synagogues with great freedom of speech for this he had foretold by the voice of isaiah saying i have not spoken in secret nor in a dark place of the earth the holy apostles moreover he even commanded to publish their words concerning him with full boldness of speech saying what i tell you in darkness speak ye in the light and what ye have heard whispered into the ear proclaim upon the housetops on the sabbath also when they were at leisure from labour he conversed with them they therefore wondered at the power of his teaching and at the greatness of his authority for the word it says was with authority for he used not flatteries but urged them to salvation for the jews indeed thought that christ was nothing more than one of the saints and that he had appeared among them in prophetic rank only but that they might entertain a higher opinion and idea concerning him he exceeds the prophetic measure for he never said thus saith the lord as of course was their custom but as being the lord of the law he spake things that surpassed the law god moreover said by isaiah and i will make with them an everlasting covenant even the holy the sure things of david behold i have given him as a testimony among the gentiles a ruler and commander of the gentiles for it was fitting that moses as a servant should be the minister of the shadow that endureth not but christ i affirm was the eternal publisher of a lasting and abiding worship and what is the eternal covenant it means the sacred prophecies of christ who is of david's seed according to the flesh and which produce in us holiness and sureness just as also the fear of god is pure because it makes us pure and the word of the gospel is life because it produces life for the words he says that i have spoken unto you are spirit and life that is spiritual and life-giving but mark well the exactness of the prophecy isaiah speaking as in the person of god the father concerning christ says lo i have given him as a testimony unto the gentiles that is to bear witness unto them that these things are acceptable 
that no one may imagine him to be one of the holy prophets but that all mankind may rather know that he is radiant with the glory of lordship for being god he appeared unto us and so he goes on to say not merely that he was given for a testimony but also as a ruler and commander of the gentiles for the blessed prophets and before them even moses holding the station of servants ever called out to their hearers thus saith the lord not as being so much commanders as ministers of the divine words but our lord jesus christ spake words most worthy of god and was therefore admired even by the jews themselves because his word was with authority and because he taught them as one that had authority and not as their scribes for his word was not of the shadow of the law but as being himself the lawgiver he changed the letter into the truth and the types into their spiritual meaning for he was a ruler and possessed a ruler's authority to command four thirty five and jesus rebuked him with godlike power he rebuked the unclean spirits making the miracle follow immediately upon his words that we might not disbelieve we have seen the guilty satan overcome by him in the wilderness and broken by three falls we have seen his might again shaken and the power that was against us falling we have seen ourselves rebuking the wicked spirits in christ as our first fruits for that this also has reference to the ennoblement of human nature thou mayest learn from the saviour's own words for the jews indeed maligned his glory and even said this man casteth not out devils except in beelzebub prince of the devils but he in answer having first said much unto the purpose ended by declaring but if i in the spirit of god cast out devils then has the kingdom of god come upon you unawares for if says he i who have become a man like unto you chide the unclean spirits with godlike power and majesty it is your nature which is crowned with this great glory for ye are seen both through me and in me to have gained the kingdom of god the evil demons therefore were cast out and made moreover to feel how invincible is his might and being unable to bear the conflict with deity they exclaimed in imperious and crafty terms let us alone what is there between us and thee meaning thereby why dost thou not permit us to keep our place whilst thou art destroying the error of impiety but they further put on the false appearance of well-sounding words and call him the holy one of god for they supposed that by this specious kind of language they could excite the desire of vainglory and thereby prevent his rebuking them returning as it were one kindness for another but though he be crafty he will fail of his prey for god is not mocked 
and so the lord stops their impure tongues and commands them to depart from those possessed by them and the bystanders being made witnesses of so great deeds were astonished at the power of his word for he wrought his miracles offering up no prayer to ask of any one else at all the power of accomplishing them but being himself the living and active word of god the father by whom all things exist and in whom all things are in his own person he crushed satan and closed the profane mouth of impure demons end of sermon twelve part two